Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. Once again, we're glad that you've joined us today. If you're a brand new listener, we welcome you. We pray this broadcast will be a blessing to you because it's coming directly and distinctly from the Word of God. Hallelujah. I love the Bible. I love the Scriptures. I love the fact that the heaven and earth will pass away and the word of God will abide forever. So I'm laying the foundation for my faith and my future, amen, on the bedrock of God's word. Hallelujah. So friend of mine, let's just, uh, let's just take a little time out from all the busyness of life. Everything we're busy about is going to soon pass away. The world passes away in the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. Praise God. Amen. We're forever people if you're a Christian today, and we need to live in that reality. Praise God. Well, we're, going, we're talking about that was then and this is now. We're talking about getting past our past and living in the, the very wonderful present tense salvation that we have in Jesus Christ. There's a lot of future things that are going to come, but that's going to come. You know, we're not talking about the sweet by and by today, although it's going to be so sweet. We're talking about the nasty here and now. We will have, we will have eons, literally, innumerable days, months, years, decades, centuries, amen, to enjoy all the blessings that God has in store for us. They're all everlasting. They are all eternal. But right now, we're living in a temporal body. We're living in a temporary world as we know it. Amen. So we want to get into these things that we have right here, right now. Uh, there's a simple formula that has helped me so much to understand why all bad things happen to good people and why we have all of the all of the hurt that's going on in this world. Now, as a result of the fall, result of the curse that came through sin, we live in a faulty body, and we live in a fallen world, and we have a formidable foe in Satan. He is alive and well right now. The, his days are numbered, amen, but right now he's still loose to influence people and to move circumstances in this fallen world, but, but his days are limited. Someone said the next time the devil reminds you where you've been, remind him of where he's going. Praise God. Amen. That was then, if you're a Christian today, and this is now. We're going to read our foundational scripture once again today in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9 through 11, and go forward, living right now, in the now of our salvation. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11. Listen, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor the effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, 
nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were, that was then, listen to it carefully, and such were some of you. But ye are Wash. This is what happens when you come to know Christ as your Savior and God begins this wonderful sanctifying work within our life. You are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Washed, sanctified, and justified. And it all starts, doesn't it, with the blood of Jesus at the cross. Revelation 1 and verse 5 says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Amen. So clean, Washed, sanctified, justified, that the devil, our constant accuser, is defeated. Actually, devil comes from the word diablos, which means a maligner. He's one that accuses in order to condemn. Revelation twelve ten through 11. I want to read it to you real quickly, but I want to back up a moment. There's a difference between Holy Ghost conviction, which points out our sin, so that we might confess our sin, repent of our sin, and be forgiven our sin. It's not a comfortable feeling, but it's a necessary work of God in our life to bring us to that place of cleansing by the blood of Jesus Christ. We need to welcome Holy Ghost conviction. Amen. So that we can get right with God and we can have the blessings of the Lord, all of the benefits of being right with God. We need to reject, however, condemnation. The devil points out our sin to malign us, to condemn us, to make us feel unworthy, worthless, helpless, hopeless. How could God love someone like me? A friend of mine, he does love someone like you, and he does love someone like me. And such were some of us. Amen. But now, now, now that we've come to know Christ is our Savior. That's what we're talking about. You know, the Bible said in Romans 8 and verse 1, Now, therefore, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. For the law of the Spirit of life in Jesus Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible says now. It doesn't appear what we shall be, but now we are the sons of God. Hallelujah. And if sons of God, heirs of God, and if heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, I don't know if you're getting this today. It's, it's, you know, this is a lot to swallow. This is a lot to chew up, swallow, and digest. But we're living. If you are a Christian right now, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are remitted. Your sins are forgotten. God will not associate you with that sin. So don't let the devil 
cause you to associate yourself with it any longer. Reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to righteousness. Hallelujah. Because what Jesus has done at the cross through His shed blood is made us so clean that the devil, our constant accuser, is defeated. Revelation 12 10 through 11, listen, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, here's that word again, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren, Diablos, is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. He is relentless. He would love the Lord to to put put all those past sins to our charge, to not save us, to condemn us to hell. He doesn't want to go to hell by himself. He wants to take as many people as he can with him. But I'm one of those people that's not going with him. How about you? Today, if you're not a Christian, I want you to know you you your past can be past and your future can be secured and sealed today if you choose to repent of your sin and confess them before the Lord and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior you can defeat the accuser of the brethren and and the reason you can defeat him is because God will not receive an accusation against you. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Listen to this. Revelation twelve ten through 11. Want to go down through it again. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Amen. The, the, the blood of the Lamb initially, and then the word of our testimony. And that's the declaration that our sin-stained garments have been washed clean by the blood of Jesus. The Bible said to hold fast your confession of faith, your profession, it says in the King James. It is the Greek word confession, and it's a unique word because it means to say the same thing as another has already said. Hallelujah. It's just not what we say about it, dear friend. It's what God has said about it. Hallelujah. Someone put it this way, I am what God says I am. Not what I feel like and not what other people try to 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 categorize me as. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do, and I have what God says belongs to me. The word of our testimony should line up with what God says about us now that we have come to Christ as our Savior. Hallelujah. That was then. This is now. And God is not for us, dear friend, just because we are sinlessly perfect, because no one can be, but because a perfect lamb was sacrificed in our behalf. Listen to this, Romans eight thirty one through 34 What shall we then say to these things? 
If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? That's where the enemy is cast down. This is where he loses and we win. Because what he's accusing us of, that was then. And this, dear friend, this is now. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm hurrying through this and I want to chew on this a, a little bit with you today. Praise God. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Praise God. Amen. The blood of Jesus, the word of our testimony, and the devotion to this God who has loved us so freely and, and saved us so powerfully and graciously. The blood of Christ, the word of our testimony, and they loved not their lives even unto the death. Praise God. This deep devotion to Jesus will overcome Satan and the tempter. It will help us defeat another enemy, and that is our own weak flesh. This deep devotion will cause us to say no to our flesh and yes to our reborn spirit and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Temptation is not sin. Giving in and not resisting will give place to the devil. So this deep, deep devotion to Jesus will not occur until we really understand the awful consequence of sin and the awesome price that He paid to redeem us. Romans 12, 1 and 2 is talking about this deep devotion, but it's based and on a response to His grace, His love, His mercy, His sacrifice, His suffering. It's to be stimulated by His suffering in our behalf. A deep devotion coming out of a, a dedication of, of our heart and our life and our soul and our mind and our all to Christ. And it simply says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Oh, friend of mine, this, this, is, this is exactly the kind of devotion that we need today in order 
to to follow Jesus fully in this world that is so so full of temptations and persecutions and and distractions in our life you see Jesus our high priest pleads his blood in our behalf we can therefore plead the merits of his blood on earth he's doing it in heaven we can plead the blood and i believe pleading the blood though there's not a scripture that has that term in it there's many scriptures that authorize us to plead the blood of jesus imagine the world is a big courtroom god is the judge sitting on the throne according to hebrews 12 and 23 Jesus, therefore, is your advocate standing beside you to argue your case. 1 John 2 and 1, we see we have an advocate with the Father. Hallelujah. A barrister, a lawyer, if you please. He pleads our case. And he reminds the judge not that you are sinless, Certainly, we are not sinful, living in, in, in unrepentant sin without, without, without praying and confessing when we do. No, it's not talking about that. That's not what he can plead. But he reminds the judge that he died and shed his own blood for you and for me. The devil, Satan, Diablos, is your accuser bringing the charges and even attacks against you, according to what we just read in Revelation 12 and verse 10, and also in Zechariah 3 and 1. When an accusation is brought against a person in a law court, the defendant, if innocent, can greatly increase his chance of being acquitted by producing a reliable witness. Here lies the power of pleading the blood, the blood of Jesus, the person of Christ, the suffering and death of Jesus on the cross. Hallelujah. Bears witness before the throne of God in our behalf. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. I like what Jack Hayford said about pleading the blood. He said, pleading the blood of Jesus is not the superstitious application of a magic formula of words. Rather, a spiritual dynamic is being applied. The power of the blood of Jesus Christ is greater than both the energy of our own humanity and that of our adversary. The power that saves is also the power that releases, delivers, and neutralizes the enterprises of hell and the weakness of the flesh. The appropriation of the power of the blood in tough situations is intended for every believer in Christ to know, to understand, and to employ. Praise God. It is not just speaking and mouthing words. It is, however, a part of the word of our testimony. I am washed, I am sanctified, and I am justified by the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus Christ because of the work of the shed blood of Jesus on the cross. I cannot 
plead my total innocence. Listen, the scripture is very clear. We are not sinful, but we are not sinless. Is that a correct balance? Can you grab hold of that? If you're sinless, you're lying. If I'm sinless, I am lying. If I'm sinful, sinful, full of sin, he that committeth sin liveth habitually in without repentance, without finding that place where we say, God, I want to be set free from this thing. The Bible said we're of the devil. We don't belong to God. If we can live in sin and not be convicted, live in sin and never confess it, live in sin and never resist it. We are not sinful as a Christian, but we are not sinless. According to 1 John, if we say, we say, we have no sin, we lie and do not the truth. But if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive our sin and to cleanse us from iniquity. Praise God. Amen. This this is the, the balance that we should have. We make mistakes. We, we, we think wrong thoughts. We do wrong deeds sometimes, but we're convicted of that. We want to get it right with God because there's a new bent toward righteousness within us. The devil doesn't own us anymore. And the, we have no allegiance to the flesh. That's why the Bible said, Reckon or count yourself to be dead unto sin, but alive unto God. And to be dead unto sin simply means to be dead unto self, because that's where this sin element can rise up if we keep giving in to our own flesh. Praise God. Friend of mine, we're to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. And that's part of this teaching and all the teaching of the Word. It's who we are now in Jesus Christ. That was then. Don't let the devil point you back. Remember Lot's wife, Jesus said. Don't let the devil point you back to this world. And don't let the devil pull you back into this world. We owe no allegiance to our flesh. And we certainly know no allegiance to the world or the devil. Praise God. Our allegiance now is to a new master and a new king. And his name is Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. Amen. That's why, that's why that, that the scripture is so important in Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you by the mercies of God. In other words, in light of what Jesus has done for you and me when he suffered and died on the cross. And the suffering is a suffering more than just the pangs of death. Crucifixion is a cruel, cruel way to destroy and kill a human being because literally that person is suffering every second of the hours that they spend upon that cross, writhing in pain, slowly asphyxiating and suffocating in the process. Oh, friend of mine, oh, no wonder they wrote the great hymn, Oh, what a Savior. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. There's, there's none like him. There's no love like this. That's why they, that Paul was still astonished and astounded. What manner, he says, 
of love is this, that we might be called literally the sons and daughters of the living God. What kind of love would send His only begotten to die in our place, the righteous suffering for the wicked, the innocent suffering for the guilty, so that we could be washed, so that we could be sanctified, and so that we could be justified, a forensic term used in a courtroom when someone is absolutely acquitted and declared not guilty. Oh, by the way, even in our justice system, you can't be judged twice for the same crime. The judge has pronounced us not guilty. Our conscience may not have caught up with that yet. Our own conscience, God put it in there so he could convict us. The devil tries to abuse the conscience so he can condemn us even after we come to Christ as our Savior. He wants you looking back at your past, when in reality, your past is past. Your past is gone. If you would remind God of your past, he would say, I distinctly remember not just forgiving that, but forgetting that. As it is written in the New Testament, quoting the Old Testament, what would happen in the New Covenant? As it is written, saith, saith God, Amen. I will cast their sins away from them as far as the east is from the west, and their sins will I remember no more. Praise God. No wonder this deep devotion that causes us to follow Christ and being upstream Christians in a downstream world, this deep, deep devotion is stimulated within us. We love Him because He first loved us. While we were yet sinners, God commendeth His love to us, the Scriptures declare. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's so incredible to me today. While we were yet sinners, while we were proud, blaspheming, while we were stubborn, while we were hard-hearted and hard-headed, Christ died for us. Oh, friend, what manner of love is this? that we might be called the sons of God. Right now, if you're a Christian, the accuser of the brethren is cast down. Hallelujah! Who accused them before God day and night, but God will have none of it because now you are washed. Now you are sanctified. Now you are justified because of the blood of Jesus. And now, we are called to love Him with everything we are, everything we have, to love not our own life, even to the death. Not just the martyr's death if called upon, but the death to self, which we are called to do every single day, that we might truly Show our love for God, our devotion to Jesus. Hallelujah. And today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your 
Lord and Savior, I pray that you will repent of your sin. I believe He's knocking on your heart's door today. And you can join us and say, that was then. This is now and be saved. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.